feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Cosby show uh, boy today when they came out of the White House did it make me think we are living in two different Americas because first you see the Democratic leaders come out they met with the president and they proclaimed that well we're working on Ukraine uh, one of them said um, Let's talk about borders. And then they said Ukraine's borders. They like caught themselves like, oh, no, we don't want to talk about America's borders. Let's focus all on Ukraine's borders, that Ukraine is the priority. Now, I'm a big believer in the need to support Ukraine and to fight Russia, especially, which is definitely a threat in terms of not just Ukraine, but you look at Russia, China, Iran, all of that stuff. But boy, It felt like alternate universe. They barely mentioned the border. And all they kept doing when they walked out was they were saying things like, well, um, you know, that we're going to work on these things. We're going to focus on these things. Um, We're going to get to the border and we're going to keep talking about the Senate bill. Well, the Senate bill that is on the table before, at least it was a couple months ago. Now it's been thrown out. It allowed for 5,000 people a day to cross our southern border. How is that fixing the border? Shame on even the Republicans in the Senate that were considering it. That was atrocious. So then after the Democrats do the little spiel at the White House, well, then Speaker Mike Johnson comes out. And he comes out and says, you know what? Uh, Yeah, we want to try to help Ukraine. We want to figure out these deals for funding because that's the big issue about funding the government, but also getting funds for Israel, also Ukraine, uh, Taiwan. There's a number of things. But he said, we also got to talk about our border and we're not going to agree to that lousy package that the Senate wanted. It's ridiculous. So it didn't sound like they made any headway whatsoever. But listen to what Mike Johnson said And if you listen to some of the liberal media tonight, some people on the liberal media made it sound like uh, Speaker Mike Johnson was on drugs or something, that he cared about America, that he kept talking about America. Listen to what he said when he left the White House, and I think he's spot on. Take a listen. Here it is. Let me say this. When I showed up today, my purpose was to express what I believe is the obvious truth, and that is that we must take care of America's needs first. When you talk about America's needs, you have to talk first about our open border. I've been, I believe, in uh, maybe 20-something states over the last several weeks, going around the country, uh, appearing at events with my colleagues, and we're hearing from the American people of all parties and all persuasions in all cities and all states who feel this acutely. They understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone, and it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly today in that room, and... And again, one-on-one with the president. I think that's our responsibility. So I think that is spot on. 
And yet the progressive media was like, well, why isn't he accepting? It's this whole spin deal that you can see where Democrats are going. Now some of them are coming and saying, well, you know what? Uh, yeah, I was, you know, campaigning on Sanctuary City, but now I'm not so sure if it's the right idea or I wasn't really campaigning, even though I said those words and they're all over on videotape. Uh, I actually think we need to secure the border. It's like they're talking out of both sides of their mouth. And at least Speaker Johnson seems to be consistent that he cares about our southern border. And so I find it just incredible that President Joe Biden is going to go down there on Thursday. And his plan is to go to Brownsville, where, by the way, they haven't had that many crossings of late because they have a lot of fencing and a whole bunch of other steps. And they know that certain areas of Texas are much more protected than others. That's one of the ones with very few in terms of passings of late. So why is he going there? Well, he's going to go and say, boy, there's not that much to see. Let's go home. Things are great. Meanwhile, President Trump on Thursday is going to go down there and he is actually going to Eagle Pass where there have been still a lot of crossings because he actually wants to talk about what is happening at the border and not provide smokes and mirrors. And speaking of lots of smokes and lots of mirrors, Boy, did I hear one today, guys, and I can't wait to get your thoughts on this, too. I thought Fannie Willis was just a a great actress. I really did. I thought she deserves, like, an Academy Award. I'm telling you. And then Nathan Wade, her lover, the guy who gets up, this is the Fulton County DA and the special prosecutor she appoints, who is going after Trump, the guy who doesn't have a lot of experience in it and got paid a lot more, and, yeah, they had a relationship But the big issue is when did the relationship start? Was he in a relationship with her before she appointed him? That's the big deal. And not just that. Did they lie under oath? Because they testified recently, they both did, that it started after Nathan Wade was hired by Fannie Willis. And after they got, you know, they started working the case, then the spark started to fly. That's their story. Most people don't believe them. I certainly, my opinion, I don't believe them. Because if you listen to the story and the background, and now there's all these cell phone records. Remember that show, a whole other story. That show that suddenly there were 12,000 text messages uh, within a year's time at the time where they said there was no relationship. And apparently thousands of phone calls right by her condo into the wee hours of the morning. What, did he just happen to be uh, driving by 2,000 times? I mean, that is just ridiculous. I, I mean, it's just, it's totally unbelievable. So today, the attorney for Nathan Wade was forced to be on the stand. Now, he he said that Nathan Wade told him there was a relationship with him and Fannie Willis. So that's interesting. The judge ruled it wasn't covered by attorney-client privilege and that he had to testify about it. And if I thought that, like, other people have been evasive, this guy gets the evasive acting ward of the century. This guy was so incredible when he got up there today. I have never seen somebody, he goes into detail, like, when did Nathan Wade, where did he tell you this, right? And he says, well, 
he told me this in a back room. It was just the two of us. It was behind my office. I was waiting for him to say I was wearing a red shirt. Nate was wearing a blue tie. His third hair was to the right. The other hair was to the left. The sun was shining. It was 11.02.30, right? I mean, but I'm being facetious. But he was very specific as to when he, the circumstance of when he claims his client, Nathan Wade, told him about the relationship that he had with Fannie Willis. Then the big question is, what time, when did he tell you that? Did he tell you that, you know, after she appointed him? Do you know exactly at what point it was when he told you this information? Because that would show that they're lying under oath if it turned out that it was not after, you know, that it wasn't after he got hired, Nathan Wade that they were indeed maybe having an affair well before, which I believe is the case. And I think this Terrence Bradley believes that too, and I think he was told it. But he certainly didn't want to say it under oath today because he knows the minute he says it, he's apparently friends with Wade, or at least he was at the time. They have lots of mutual friends. They live in the community. And I don't think I've ever seen somebody sweat like this guy on the stand today. Nathan Wade last week was sweating like it was like like a small river, you know, like maybe Mianus River in Stanford, Connecticut. Right. Today, it was the Nile River, because I'm telling you, if you could have seen the sweat going down Terrence Bradley's face, like the question was, OK, so how did he say it? OK, a back room. Very specific. When did he say it? Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, let's try to do a time frame. Was it before, you know, she hired him? You know the contract. Oh, I don't know. Was it uh, 2018? Oh, I don't know. 2019? Oh, I don't know. 2021? Then they tried to give like every sort of thing as a detail. Suddenly the guy had instant amnesia and then the sweat poured like he needed buckets. You know, like if like you see like rain pouring down inside. I thought, can't somebody give the guy a bucket? It was so bad. Uh, it's like the soap opera of the century. I, I, if I'm Saturday Night Live this weekend, I bring in like, I bring in like the hose and start spraying it on the guy because that's what his face looked like because he was getting grilled so bad. But here he is suddenly having amnesia when it gets to the question of exactly when did you hear this information? Listen to this one. How do you have knowledge? What knowledge did, well, you just told us. You told us Mr. Wade told you. So tell us what Mr. Wade told you about Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade meeting at the Evans office. Uh, objection, Your Honor. Privilege. This clearly covers a time after December 2018 that would be covered by the privilege. Yeah. Um, overall. Recall the question, Mr. Bradley. I do not. Right. You re-ask the question, Ms. Merchant. What did you learn from Mr. Wade? I was clarified. That's where you learned it from. About Mr. Willis, Mr. Wade, and Ms. Willis meeting at the Evans office together. I don't object to ask and answer. He's testified that he hasn't answered. We haven't heard an answer. He testified he had one conversation with Mr. Wade in the back of his uh, law office. And his his answer may change. So, what how to answer the question? 
I can't recall what the conversation was. Um, I do. I do recall um, knowing that they would that he would go down to the office or had been down to the office, but I can't tell you in what capacity or when or any of that. No. Mr. Wade told you that they had sex at the office, though, correct? I don't recall him stating that, no. You don't recall it? No. So it's possible he did say that? You just don't remember one way or another? I do not remember him saying that. Those pauses were sweat dripping on the table. It was like, ah, ah, this guy was unbelievable. If these two people, and I'm referring to D.A. Fannie Willis and her boyfriend, Nathan Wade, if they don't get kicked out of the case, uh, justice is dead in America. I'm telling you, it just looks so bad. And maybe the judge is going to say, well, the appearance of impropriety, so he doesn't like fully... Uh, throw them under the bus because he seems to still trying to be respectful to Fanny, even though she doesn't seem to have any respect for him or for the justice system. Boy, what a mess this is. We're going to take your calls on that. And also after the break, what do you make of Joe Biden saying he's going to the border? And God, he had no idea that Trump is going there. I bet he has an idea of the polls. And I bet he sees that in some places, single digits are the amount of people who support Joe Biden's policy on border and immigration that Americans are fed up, and that is Republicans, Democrats, independents, we are all fed up. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 come on. A la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 And the name of the song is called Sweat, and it is a tribute, obviously, to Terrence Bradley, the attorney, who was sweating on the stand today, and that's in the hearing on whether or not to disqualify Fannie Willis. I think it's coming up soon, the chorus soon. Here it is. Here's this is for Terrence today on the stand. That could be Nathan Wade's song to Fannie Willis, too. I mean, there's a lot of different meanings for that song. And Terrence Bradley, he was sweating up a storm today on the stand. I mean, he wasn't even faking. It was like, uh, 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 uh. We're going to get to that because it was so unconvincing. And that comes on the heels of Fulton County Fannie, Fulton County DA Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. And remember, they're the ones who are prosecuting Trump and the other defendants in that very serious RICO case. And you're supposed to take them seriously and the quality of their work seriously after the like charade that I think we have seen 
over the last few weeks and encapsulized today. There's another hearing on Friday. So let's see what the judge does. The judge may make a decision to remove Fannie Willis, remove Nathan Wade, uh, maybe both of them. He could even refer them for perjury, potentially, on the stand. Uh, say there maybe needs to be some criminal referral. Uh, they certainly, I, again, I think deserve acting awards, that's for sure. Uh, because, boy, they gave us some good drama the last few weeks. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And speaking of drama, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Joe Biden and Donald Trump the current and former president, both of them at the border at the same time this Thursday. Let's go to Mike in Virginia. Mike, your thoughts on line two. What do you think about the border and how concerned are you? Hi, Rita. Thanks. Uh, great show as always. My, my big concern is, you know, the conventional wisdom is that the, the, the administration is keeping the border open so they can have future voters. They're just let in and flood in. I'm concerned. You know, you, you go back to a couple touch points. The deep state will do anything to keep Trump from becoming president. You know, the 51 CIA and intelligence officers that signed that letter before the election. We've had Iranian assassination plots on John Bolton and Mike Pompeo. I know this seems like a stretch, but I'm concerned that the deep state, the CIA, the FBI, the Secret Service are all looking the other way while they know these massive amount of Iranian and other Islamic operatives are coming across the border. I'm afraid of an assassination attempt on Trump. And Wow. You know, Mike, um, I hate to say it, but he does have to be careful these days. Um, I think a lot of people have to be careful, but I agree with you that they just seem so desperate. Um, I would hope certainly nobody would try that. Rita Cosby is on. Well, you hear Led Zeppelin screaming there, and I'm screaming here, too, because I'm telling you, there is a lot to scream about, especially when it comes to our border and also the Fannie Willis case. First on the border, what a mess as we are hearing the numbers creeping up and up and up. And again, the Democrats playing the blame game, while other Democrats are trying to play survival, as we talked about. New York City Mayor Eric Adams putting out the word a little bit ago that he wants to see a modification to what he says is the sanctuary city status 
In other words, that the city should be able to communicate with ICE agents and also saying that migrants who commit crimes, they should be deported. I contend uh, that they shouldn't even be let in again, because once you deport them with a wide open border, unless we seal that border, nothing is going to change. And yet President Biden this week is going to do another big dog and pony show at the border and say, look, look, I'm there. I really got control of things. Listen to what Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick has to say about the president and his upcoming visit. He obviously has a cold heart. He's got a cold heart for all of these deaths that he's seen over these years. I don't know how he looks in the mirror. And he's coming to Brownsville on Thursday. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for showing up now after all these people have died. He doesn't care. This is all about the politics of the future. They want millions to come here, become citizens, then voters, so they can control the country. And they don't care. It's obvious they don't care who dies to meet those goals. And by the way, on Thursday, uh, the Border Patrol union chief says he will meet with Trump, but he has no desire to meet with President Biden. I think that speaks volumes. Here's a little bit more from the Texas lieutenant governor, because he says it is obvious what President Biden has done for the last three years, that it's not uh, ineptitude. It's intentional. It is not good for any guest to be angry on in an interview. Mm -hmm. But I sat there and I listened to Schumer and I listened to these stories of these these young women that have been killed and and this young girl who's been attacked. What the hell did the president think was going to happen when you let 10 million people, criminals, potential terrorists, rapists, murderers, gang members Mm. cross the border? What did he think? This is all due to their policies. And he says that this is all by design. And I sadly have to agree you know, when people started saying to me, oh, it's, it's intentional. They're trying to beef up potential voter rolls down the road if he can get them on the voter rolls or that they would change at least the census because that changes representation. They do the census every 10 years. So guess what's happening? Suddenly now, example, New York City, you know, New York City having a close to what is that, 175,000 or so plus coming into the city since 2022. If they all stay here, guess what happens? Uh, There's maybe an extra seat potentially down the road uh, for representation in the state. That could also be in California and in other places. You do the math. All of that certainly helps. Gives them more numbers in Congress. Gives them more representatives. Again, it's a few years down the road. So can you imagine what this country is going to look like if you have more years of open border? And I think it is disgusting that Biden's going down there trying to pretend like nothing to see here. No problems. That is shameful. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. Let's go to James, line three. James, your thoughts. Yeah, how you doing, Rita? Listen, let me tell you something. The border is crazy, but let me tell you, all this craziness that's going down in Michigan with all these Democrats that want to, listen, that want to vote against Biden because he's not calling for a ceasefire. Let me tell them something. Assuming that they care that people are dying in Gaza and it's not Israel's fault, it's really Hamas's fault, but assuming that they also blame it on Israel, which it's not Israel's fault, but 
then really don't vote for Joe Biden. Vote for Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump didn't have any wars going on with Israel and Gaza because he made his peace over there. So it's really Joe Biden's fault that Hamas started this war. And and if you're listening to Michigan, listen very closely to me. Assuming that you care about the deaths, then vote for Donald Trump because that war will be over day one if Donald Trump's elected. If you assume that they really care and that you're blaming it on Israel, which it ain't Israel's fault. That's what I gotta say, Rita. And everything, so Rita, I think you should run for Congress and you should come a Congresswoman because we need people like you in Washington. You know what, James? The only way I'm going to do it is if maybe you could be my running mate or my press secretary. What do you think? We'd be a great team, James, because you got passion. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, we got we Listen, Rita, it's crazy. I live in New York. It's it's disaster. Disaster. I'm scared. There's illegals everywhere. Like you said, all the stories. It ain't, it's, and, and Biden's just politicizing it. He's blaming it on the Republicans as if it ain't his fault. It's his fault. He can't cover this up. He's trying to blame it on this border bill. Listen, 5,000 immigrants coming in a day, is not, is, it would, there would also be criminals within those 5,000 that his bill is coming to produce. Listen, it's disaster, and I'm scared, and I don't know what my kids are going to live in, because I, I think if Biden wins another term, we will not recognize the United States of America. It will look like Venezuela. It will look like Guatemala. It will look like all these third world countries that these people are running away from. That's what it will be. Yeah, you know what, I, you know scared. what, James, I, I hate to tell you, I'm scared, too, because I feel like, in fact, I saw a story the other day that Venezuela is happy because their crime's down. Well, guess why their crime is down? Their crime's down because the criminals are coming here because they got a free for all in America. And that's why, James, you got to tell everybody, you know, to get out and vote, because there is nothing more important than safety in our cities and safety at our borders and our country. And that's why I really do believe this election is so pivotal and who is going to protect you the most should be the only thing that you really think about when you go into the voting booth. Uh, James, thank you so much. You're terrific. And you got to call back again soon. I love your passion and I love how much you care about your city and this country. You're terrific. Thank you so much. Let's go to Aldo in Albany. Aldo, your thoughts? I think that Talif and, and Omar are traitors they should be exposed as should aoc from congress and those two are foreign born i'm not anti-immigrant they should be thrown out of the country they are supporting hamas and i challenge nikki haley and all these politicians including creep cuomo who have all that money saving spending and wasting it on the failed campaign to contribute it to house american veterans I say that they should contribute it to Dr. Spazino and Dr. Powell in Richmond Valley. And and by the way, Aldo, Aldo, by the way, I agree with you that we do need to take care of our veterans first. I think you hit it on the head. It is so important that we have to prioritize who we take care of first. That is that is by far the most important thing. Uh, let's go to Pete in Staten Island, uh, Recoverings. Pete, how you doing? Hey, and fill us in. I'm, I'm glad doing you're doing good. well. You're calling. I'm doing good. Yeah, I, I can't believe what's going on with this Biden. I mean, this guy is like comatose, and he's holding the nuclear codes. You know, what if he thinks it's going to be a remote control to the TV set? He wants to get Channel 7, you know? This is crazy. I just... Uh, want to say to you that uh, 
we got, you know, I keep telling you, Donald Trump is uh, the only person that could get this place on track. You know, get we, we're, we're in serious trouble. New York is a horror show. And it's not even safe anywhere, you know. Yeah, I agree. I come to the hospital. He got stopped three times, uh, migrants asking him for money. The third time he gave him some money because he was fearing for his life. And he, he was the type of guy that would never do that, would, uh, would you know, stand up to things. But we don't, we're, we're the underdog. We're the criminals. We're the, the good people are the criminals now. It's hope everything's reversed. But you know what, Pete? Good people have to speak out. That is the bottom line. Um, and it's so important now, I feel like, more than ever, ever before, Pete. That, to me, is for sure. Um, and good people certainly includes you, Pete. It's great to talk with you, Pete. We love you and always love hearing from you, Pete. Thanks so much, honey. Let's go to Joaquin in Pennsylvania. Joaquin. Oh, Rita, you know, again, it still blows me away because they're not talking about, you know, shutting the border down and getting rid of lobbies. We can't afford in this country to have multiple millions of people just coming in. It's destroying us economically. It's taking away services from other people who need it. And it has to be stopped, not just the criminals. Yeah, I agree, by the way. I I 100% agree. It is taking away, as we were just talking with Aldo, too, who was talking about veterans. I mean, why are we not giving more money to homeless veterans, taking care of Americans first? And we're at a time where now you go to the grocery store. We all see it, Joaquin. Prices are up for the highest amount in 30 years. There are a lot of people who can't even consider a mortgage. A lot of young people, especially starting out, they can't even think about getting a new home right now because of inflation and the rates and all that stuff. And then yet we're hearing, you know, from even like, say, New York City, oh, $53 million. And listen, I'm glad to hear that Eric Adams is thinking of now, okay, well, we got to modify the sanctuary city status. He should have done that from day one. I mean, a lot of these people, you know, they're trying to act like, well, we have to think about securing the border. That's all great. It's obvious. What did you think was going to happen? That's why that bite, that comment that we just played from Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick, where he said, what did they think was going to happen? I mean, what did Biden think was going to happen now that he's saying, oh, uh, the border's an issue? The only reason he cares it's an issue, Joaquin, is he is seeing the polls like we are. And he's also realizing not only is he realizing, wow, it's really out of control. Look at all these crimes. Uh, he's also saying, more importantly, I think to him, and this is a very sad reflection of the president of the United States, because we all saw it. It's obvious if you said, what's going to happen if you have an open border? You know, it's like if you have a store and you have a lot of great things, which America is a great place, and suddenly you keep the door wide open and then you wonder why people come in and take everything off the shelves and ransack it. Uh, Sorry, if you have a sign saying, come one, come all, and the door's open and there's no lock and they're able to tell all their buddies to come, what? and then you blame them for coming and you say, God, how did that happen? I mean, you got to be really stupid or you got to be really conniving. And I actually think it's the second one because there clearly has to be a plan because it's so obvious what the result is. And now there are so many crime cases that they can't ignore it because with video cameras everywhere and social media, now when things happen, they can't cover it up suddenly. So they're like, oh, boy, uh, we got that video of the cops being beaten in Times Square Uh Uh-oh. Oh, we got the beating at Randall's Island at another, you know, migrant shelter, big one in New York City. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Now there's this terrible, terrible killing that happened in Georgia. 
you know, and they're trying to minimize it, but they can't escape the pictures. And in fact, as we're talking about this, I don't know if you saw this, Joaquin, but there was a woman, Katie Porter. She's a congresswoman there in California. She actually said today, she was interviewed, and they were like, what about this case? You know, with this terrible story of now we know Lincoln Riley, whose skull was disfigured by this monster when he killed her and dragged her into the woods and then tried to block her. She was apparently trying to call 911, begging for her life, and he was blocking her. I mean, there's so it's just the story is horrible. And this guy over and over again, you know what this woman said, Congressman Katie Porter? She was asked about it. She's like, well, we don't really want to change policy because of one thing, like totally trying to minimize Guess what? After George Floyd, they sure changed everything after George Floyd's death. But this death doesn't matter. Joaquin, your thoughts. I'll let you respond because I'm so angry. Rita, look, it it is deliberate. They want to destroy the country. And if you look at the history, recently I heard about how Czechoslovakia was taken over and they allowed the violent criminals to go loose and to create all kinds of mayhem until people finally asked Russia to come in and, uh, you know, take care of the situation. And this has been this is in the playbook of, of communists. And uh, it was uh, Obama's uh, mentor, Alinsky, uh, uh, I think it is. He wrote the book, uh, uh, Something for, ra- ra- for Radicals. And this is all out of the playbook. They're deliberately trying to destroy the country by flooding it and by having violent crime, you know, go rampant. And we're in trouble. And also there's an economic collapse coming that people just aren't seeing because of all the inflation and the money. Print- I mean, the money printing that's been going on. We keep sending money out of the country. But if it's for migrants, they got money. Suddenly it's discovered. And that's that you hit it on the head. We're being squeezed in every direction. And there's stories about police departments also being squeezed. And yet for migrants, it's ka-ching, ka-ching, ka-ching. And if they get charged with an offense, often you don't hear about it in the headlines or they get let out or they wonder why. Uh, Maybe we need to look at securing the border, you think? I mean, this is such an insult, and I hope voters don't have amnesia when November comes around. We're going to continue your calls, everybody. Joaquin, thank you. As always, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And now to our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a powerful story coming from New Orleans, Louisiana, where a well-known hatter and World War II veteran is going to be bestowed France's highest honor for his service in the war. Next week at the World War II Museum, 99-year-old Samuel Mayer in downtown New Orleans will receive the French National Order of the Legion of Honor in the rank of Chevalier. The Legion of Honor is the highest military and civil decoration awarded in France. And on Tuesday of next week, the ambassador from France to the United States is going to present this great veteran with the award on behalf of the president of France and on behalf of a grateful nation. Veteran Meyer is going to be honored with the award for his work as an aircraft armorer responsible for loading P-38 fighter planes with bullets and bombs, which helped liberate Nazi-occupied France during the war. Meyer was drafted into the service at 18 years old, boarding the train in New Orleans on St. Patrick's Day, 1943. 
He departed for training that took him to Florida, Massachusetts, and ultimately to Colorado. Then during the war, he served in the 485th Fighter Squadron, 370th Fighter Group, 9th Air Force. And by the way, as I mentioned, he is a hatter in New Orleans. And just to give you a little sense of how long he's been in the business, he said when he started, Stetsons, you know, the great hats, uh, would sell for five bucks. They now sell for over $200. So maybe it's Joe Biden's inflation that he's been experiencing like all of us through the years. But what a great, great story and how beautiful to see this great veteran honored by the country of France. And everybody, America's heroes need your help. Donate just $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. All you need to do is go to t2t.org, t2t.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. And by the way, tomorrow night on the Rita Cosby Show, we will have the very latest on Hunter Biden. He is testifying tomorrow before Congress. So he says, remember, he's been defiant in the past. Remember, he showed up one time on the Senate side. Then he showed up on the House side. There's only two sides, so we can't surprise them on another side. But he is scheduled to testify behind closed doors tomorrow. So we will, of course, give you a recap of what all of that means. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I wish his father was testifying. And then we could say, why are you allowing 10 million people to come into America Most of them unvetted. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. We are seeing all these crimes. And that is devastating. Absolutely devastating. Let's go to Phil. Line five. Phil, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. Good evening. And thank you for taking my call. Uh, You know, I was thinking back. We had something similar to this back in the 1980s. I believe it was the Mariel Boatlift. We've also had a few things with the Haitians as well. Now, what's interesting about it, according to Florida state stats, that no less than 512 people were arrested and held, uh, half of them, I believe, 55%, were held on felony charges from the Mariel Boatlet. This is a, re- this is a re- repeat performance. Yeah, what, y- what, you know what? what? You're, you are spot on, Phil, because a lot of people have compared that. Of course, that was the Cubans and many of them coming into Miami. And then you recall at that time... That's where the movie Scarface and all of those other things came about. Wow.